Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash higher balance. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training. Accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three-month supply with our buy two, get one free special. In this episode, Eric talks about his upcoming road trip to Utah that you can follow for free on social media. This trip will focus on Eric's spiritual quest as he hunts for answers to the paranormal phenomena of the area and truths behind reality. Hello and welcome to Rebel Guru Radio number 75. I'm here with Eric Pepin, the Rebel Guru himself. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm good. I'm trying to just snap into it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's showtime. Showtime. <laughs> All right. So a little bit about Eric. He's uh, the author of 11 books. Most of them are Amazon bestsellers. Um, his latest, Handbook of the Navigator, version 2. Um, he's been teaching since he was 15 and just a kid. In 2003, he founded Higher Balance Institute and over the years has taught over 771 hours of classes. I did not know that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Higher Balance is very focused more on actually getting your students to have experiences, which is remarkable. So today we're going to be talking about, well, we have a special announcement. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Well, something about a trip that you're planning uh, uh, potentially to Utah. Well, isn't that what this whole conversation is going to be about? That's exactly what it's going to be. Okay. Well, it's like a special announcement. It is a special. They don't know. All right. All right. They don't know. Well, I'm going back to Utah. Uh, Hear the cheers and hear the aw, okay? Yeah. But it's going to be very different. Um, You know, it's very complicated. And, you know, first of all, let me just say I'm a little bit distracted because we do have extreme fires going on. Uh, Fairly far enough that I'm not concerned, but it looks like it may be encroaching and it may send us, you know, something saying that we have to to leave the area. So, um, and there's plenty out there. It's just not local. so, and to everybody else who's going through, uh, you know, kind of these crises right now in Colorado and in uh, Oregon and here in California, you know, we're, we're with you. It's terrible, terrible times. Yeah. Okay. So. So, Eric, you've been to Utah twice before. Yeah. Before the focus was Skinwalker Ranch, yes. investigating that. Yes. The most recent one, you focus on remote viewing and just kind of that general area. Yeah. Um, I, I was a part of that and a lot of students had a lot of value that they got out of it but you're saying this time's going to be different it's not going to be so skinwalker heavy yeah definitely not skinwalker heavy i mean um i'm i'm looking at things in a very different way and where where i'm at right now and where i'm at right now is i really need to go very deep spiritual um you know with with everything that's kind of happened the last few years and everything else um you know 
there is definitely a need within me to immerse myself into a deeper spiritual place. And so, therefore, I don't want the trip to be about Skinwalker and the phenomenon. I would say that's going to be 25% of the trip. 25, another 25% is going to be miscellaneous, whatever kind of gets my interest or, you know, start to feel something. And 50%, I really want to make Utah about finding that spiritual center and uh, infusing oneself with that and building oneself up from that. Uh, so that's kind of, you know, what, what I'm looking at. I can't say, though, that uh, I'm interested to see what kind of unusualness we're going to get out of it because I find that the more I go into a psychic state versus a spiritual state, different things seem to react out there. And I've never gone out there gangbusters on a, on a spiritual level. Okay. So this is kind of that approach. Hmm. So that's why it's, it's just a different approach. You went out there, you were more psychic last time, you weren't too... Well, you know, I do see being psychic and spiritual as two different things. Mm -hmm. I think that psychic phenomena is still is still geared into the biology or the the mechanism of the human brain. Yeah. And I think that spiritualness or this other level of consciousness is definitely something that's exteriorized that goes beyond just your, your organic self. So just, a, just a, an example is when we went Skinwalker, we took in that whole area. I knew about some other areas, but... We, we kind of wanted to be focused more on that. And yeah. the whole time I had this nagging sense, you know, that spidey sense, that psychic sense that said to go to this other location that was a little bit of a jaunt away. But, you know, everything was skinwalker, skinwalker. And so I, the second time we we're like, let's go to the other location. The other location blew skinwalker out of the water for, for just pure phenomenon. It was just, just phenomenal, yeah. okay? Uh, and we've shared some of those experiences. Mm -hmm. So that result, that that interest and in decision making to go there was largely psychic slash spiritual versus the logical approach saying, well, everything has to be at Skinwalker. Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So so that's what we followed. So now we're of course I've taken things to a whole new level. You know, uh, we've spent a fortune. Uh, hasn't been around as long as most of us. Eric Robeson is someone, he actually wrote Bending God and he used to be a yeah. staff member. He's yeah. a pretty well-known HBI yeah. person. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so so that, and you know, of course there's always the question of money, you know, what is something like this going to cost for people if they want to do this with us, yada, yada. And the bottom line is, it's free. We're going to do it all for free. It's COVID. Everybody's locked up. Everybody's, you know, uh, in a situation with anxiety and everything. And I'm thinking, you know, if I can just do a great job and go on a great adventure and have you guys literally with me, you know, good cameras going all the time and everything, I, I think it's going to be a pretty magical experience. And, you know, uh, I think it's the right thing for us to do. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's just a, a way of giving back to everybody and maybe a little introduction to, you know, my approach or how I do things. Because it is a little unusual, you know, spiritual guru slash paranormal investigator slash, you know, UFOs. I like it all, you know, that's it, you know. Yeah, I think everyone will really get to know you a lot better. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll be streaming them the same way that you're, you're watching this right now. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. So make sure, you know, you're following real good. Um, but when can we expect to start seeing some content? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not planning on really being out in the vicinity until probably around October 5th or, or somewhere's out in that time period. It depends. I may be able to go a little sooner or maybe go a little bit later. 
you know, there's some concerns a little bit with the elections going on and, you know, whatnot. So mm -hmm. we may have to kind of wing things and, and see how that's going to patchwork together. But it'll probably be right around that time zone. Okay. Yeah, in a couple weeks. So keep an eye on all of our social media feeds to kind of follow that. So here's, I guess, the next segment of the conversation, which is, you know, what we might, what you might be talking about. Um, I'm inspired to hear that you're going to be just driving and sometimes just turn on your camera and just start talking and, and whatever kind of comes up. That before, maybe you'd have students and other people around and you might do some Q&As or other things like mm -hmm. that. You might ask for engagement. But you're actually just going to kind of be unfiltered by some of this. There is some concern too, you know, because on, my ongoing statement is, well, if you ask the right question, I'll give you the answer. You know, yeah, you yeah. got to ask the question. Well, the person asking the questions in that, in that situation is me probably thinking out loud. So I don't even, you know, I don't even know where it's going to go. You know, I really don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if I should share this exactly, but you've said before you're not too sure everyone can even handle the conversations. No, I, I don't. I don't. Can I don't you elaborate so. on that and, and what you're thinking? Well, you know, look, my mind goes to some crazy places. And, you know, when you're off in the camper van driving for 12 hours, you can you can let your mind go. I'm sure other people have been on road trips and stuff. So, uh, you know, stuff that, that I, you know, you know, it's, it's why, you know, I want to save the good stuff, you know, cause I haven't had time. I'm trying to keep myself from it, I but guess. you know, I'm, 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 you know, when, when, you know, I love simulated reality. Mm -hmm. I love discussing that. And, you know, I think there's just so much more. No one's even brought up. So I'll give you an example. I would like to kind of have a conversation with myself out loud during the viewing ride. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm more interested in, in maybe talking about civilizations that are billions of years ahead of us okay okay and what kind of technology they would utilize and if their technology is having some effect on creating our reality okay and uh, the fact that they literally could be a billion years as a civilization ahead of us do you it's profound and what does technology like that look like do you see what I'm saying it yeah. would look spiritual it would look to us like just mind-boggling okay and so I want to kind of go into that I want to go through all my pros and cons mentally and, and share all of that and whether or not these beings you know with that kind of technology being able to just really probably even manipulate time easily okay are they here right now and if they are what do they look like what's going on with them so that's just one conversation you know just some you know who knows how many hours I'll go into that rant so, so, so can we break that down just a little bit more? Maybe, for someone maybe not. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Well, that's okay. what I'm saying. I don't you know if it's too it. much for people out there. If they're, I think they're ready for that. I think anybody who's going to put up with me, they're, they're ready for that. Yeah, they're yeah. hungry for it. Right. Everyone's excited. So, yeah. <laughs> excited so that's, that's, comments? You know, yeah. so, okay. so, so that's kind of, you know, a, a little idea of what I got mulling around. I'm like, I'm like, I've never been able to just do me to talk. Never. Yep. Never in 17 yep. years of doing HBI. I mean, set, oh, almost yeah. 800 hours of content, yeah, and that's all right. you're teaching students, and right, it sounds like right, this is almost right. a little bit more yeah. for you. Yeah, I kind of think about it as, you know, what, you know, what, you know, I don't like saying it this way because it sounds kind of too cocky, but you want to know what's going on in my head. My, my, my objective is to just kind of think out loud, and you can see what kind of rattling goes on up there, you know? Um, yeah, and it's it's not going to be free because it's not good content. Like it, it's amazing content. Uh, it I do be paid not content. know the difference between 
paid or not. It never, honestly, it never enters my mind. I just do what I do. I've never thought about what I get for this or that. I let the staff kind of figure out what they want to do. And I mm -hmm. kind of keep my, my, myself out. Just like the, the marketing. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. I honestly don't do any of it. You know, it's just like nasty comments. I don't get to see those either. Ha ha. Anyway. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I want to be monitoring during this trip. Right. Same with everyone, everyone else. Keep an eye. So, you know, so stuff like that, you know, um, civilizations and, you know, and how I look at different stages of these civilizations and what kind of technology and, how, you know, would they be here? Why would they be here? How would we experience them? Would we even know they're here? Why? How come? Circumstances that may be something that's a phenomenon based on that rather than just coincidence what, what I would look for. Um, and then there's other stuff, you know, um, you know, when we were uh, looking into Skinwalker, you know, there is uh, some some stuff I've been kind of following. You know, I'm not I'm not necessarily on board with the whole Bigfoot thing, but there is a very um, significant amount of unusual phenomenon that seems to be associated with with that. And I've done a lot more, you know, looking into that now. I'm still not sold on on Bigfoot, you know, but I'm I am sold on the idea that there's some other unusual phenomenon there. And so it always brings me back to Skinwalker when I keep trying to wrap my head around, you know, these these dog-faced humans smoking cigarettes mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And the police come up and they, they get out, they look at each other, they look back at them with dog heads like shocked and they just vanish, you know. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been really looking at that very hard. And then you have the phenomena that one of the things that we experienced out in this one location, which is incredibly remote, was a cigarette smoke. I, I tell you, there was not a soul out there. My regret is not being on my A game. Yeah. You know, not not really kind of moving that that limit up. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of why I want to ramp up spiritually, you know, as I'm going out there, because that's a game changer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, we found the one location because of that. Well, what happens when I ramp myself up significantly more? What what, how's that going to affect things? What'll change? Will we see ripples? I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't want to, you know, no promises, but you know, hey, um, you know, so, so, you know, yeah. So I've been investigating basically translucent humans. Okay. And what that is, is um, basically people have seen, basically they look like humans. It's, but they're transparent. You can see right through them. And you see a distortion kind of like, you know, in the movie uh, Predator, okay? Well, this is how it's been, but not as bulky or big, but some people have seen better silhouettes. Other people have seen them larger. Is it technology? Is it phenomena? Is it multidimensional? What, what, what is it? But here's the thing. I think there's a correlation with that out where we went. And that's what's been just kind of eaten away at me since the last year that we went out there Perfect. is that I need to go back there and check that out. And there are some locations out there I need to check out. And quite honest, if I'm going to be really honest, I just wasn't in shape for that. I mean, I would listen, there's no paths out and this is like real wilderness. Okay. So now I'm, you know, I'm, I, I decided, okay, if I want to go, I got to, got to get in shape. Well, ta -da. anyhow, so yeah, so I've just been kind of gearing up for this this particular thing. The other stuff, you know, uh, on a sideline is, you know, like when we went to check out some of the hieroglyphs, which in my opinion definitely are representing some form of, of intelligent or alien life. Yeah. 
uh, you know, a lot of them, we, we didn't anticipate for them to be so high up in the canyon wall, so we couldn't get a close look. And we couldn't really look at finer detail because it was too high up. We're talking 20 feet, maybe 30 feet in some cases. Well, with the drones, that's a game changer now. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're going to have some great footage, I hope, okay, if I don't crash it. But uh, hopefully, you know, Eric will be a better better at it than me, maybe. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But so we, 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 I expect to bring a little bit more detail or a lot more technically of some of those locations, you know, so you will feel like you're part of it. Hopefully that's that's the goal and that you're you're able to take that all in. When you say that you're 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 feeling to like put on a good performance and give out really good content is a little bit less like you don't feel as as bound by that because it's free. You know, um, no, I like I said before, I don't I don't register that. I just go into to who I am and I do my thing. Mm -hmm. I'm ne honest to God, I don't really think about whether what performance level of what you know. Mm -hmm. I think maybe in the back of your head you want to make sure people aren't disappointed or that you know you make sure you deliver. Yeah. Um, you know, so that I, I just have that all the time. You know, I want to make sure I give a hundred percent. So I I think. I think people should be pretty happy with it, but I don't know, you know, I'm using a lot of tech, I'm using a lot of stuff I haven't used before, and I don't know if that's going to distract me mentally from concentrating on doing flying the, the drone and stuff, but I figure all I have to do is talk, talk I can do, but I do a lot of it, okay, so if I'm just talking while I'm doing whatever, everybody should be thrilled, you know, yeah. you're going to get a lot of good information. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you have any questions, you can ask, but let's, let's kind of pull this back again and talk about mm -hmm. simulated reality, if that's cool. Sure. So you've taught so many, so many classes, right? And it teaches us, you know, all the different, a bunch of psychic things, deep spiritual meditations, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, pulling in fuel of the universe, having your own experiences where strange phenomena and glitches and other things occur. Those glitches, you consider that like... Look, everybody in HBI, I, I truly mean this, and I truly believe this, have more experiences, just people like you using the HBI material, than any other system I've ever seen in my life. And I'm, I'd be hard-pressed to find something that I'm not aware of. I'm not saying it's not possible, but, you know, and you guys know, you guys are all, you know. So I just want people to understand that the main... Per, you know, you can sit here and say, I've done this, I've done that, all these psychic things, spiritual things, but... It really doesn't mean anything. And trying to, to prove or disprove these things is incredibly difficult. So the only, the only way to, to really take people to the next level is to teach them how to experience it for themselves, define it yourself. So that's all I do. That's how I teach. It's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about, well, what do I say to them to show them how I got this effect or that effect and can they reproduce it? So everything in HBI is based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And simple. Keep it simple. There's no no need for a lot of technical, you know, mumbo jumbo and you know, Hindu Vedic names and whatever. I like keeping things clean, simple. This is how it works. Boom! You have the experience. Have a nice day. Yeah. Yeah. So simulated reality. Mm -hmm. Can we like from a scientific perspective? How how might someone logically start to understand that? Simulated reality. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't think that there's a simple explanation 
for that other than try to utilize it from a perspective that you've found some comfort with. So most people who would be watching me already have an interest in paranormal, metaphysics, spiritual stuff. And oftentimes, you know, you'll hear a lot of spiritual people say, well, you know, reality isn't real or this is God's dream or whatever. But if you were to really look at that under a microscope, what does that mean, God's dream? What does that mean that everything's an illusion? What is an illusion? Illusion is a false representation of what reality is supposed to be. Therefore, if there's a, if you're comfortable with that, you shouldn't be uncomfortable with a new word calling it a simulated reality. It's just that it makes people more nervous because they think it's more of a controlled environment, meaning like on a computer server, than to say it's God's consciousness. And that's a whole conversation in itself, okay, how that would all work out. But to to have somebody understand that, it's it's very simple in, in one sense, is that your sensory tells you what reality is. If I have a dog, I think it's it's like probably 30, 40% relies on its eyesight, but 60% on its smell. Mm-hmm. And that's how it perceives the world. And that's hard for us to to, to grasp and that it would be black and white. Same thing goes for, for other animals and stuff. So, so we all sh- think we share the same reality and in many ways we do, but our perception of that reality can be very different. So I think that we are broadcasted a dynamic set of what reality is and we are integrated with it and we accept those those parameters and therefore I don't know there's not an easy way that's a whole two hour four hour class and surprised you just dropped that on me in front of the camera you know like oh can you make it real simple miracle okay no but you did you did offer some some yeah. clarity so yeah. that it helps we're just yeah. not everyone's all at the same level and we're trying it, to- it listen if if we are in a simulated reality, and I, I believe we, we are, then the, the bottom line is, is you have to understand that take, take current technology now with video games that you can watch and you literally can see the hair move on their heads. It's virtually just a step or two from being so realistic that you almost have trouble defining what's real and what's not. Yeah. That is current in the year 2020, probably right up to 2024 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But but if you were to add just 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, 500 years into our technological future, it is not a, a, a big leap to, to really realize that your consciousness could go into a simulated reality that your entire nervous system is dialed into. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, neurologically in your brain, there's not a way to define the difference between what we would consider base reality and that reality. So then how would we know that this would be a simulated reality and not the real reality is it just like odds an odds game well that's that's something you gotta you know this is again what are people ready for and you're ready to hear all this but they may not be yeah okay and there's some out there what so so i think you're taken away from them because you're getting too philosophical too deep too professor like from your training yeah and now they can't relate okay so don't do a bad job interviewing all right well, I guess what I'm what I'm right. trying to piece together is, you know, you talked about some animals don't have certain senses and that you try to kind of mm-hmm. focus on the psychic sensory and developing that and you having your own experiences. It's kind of like the story of the person pointing towards the moon and you're not mm-hmm. looking at the finger, you're looking at the moon. You're trying to point people in the right direction mm-hmm. for them to have their own experiences. I think that dealing with simulated reality has to be dealt in doses. Okay. 
And I think it can be too much for the most advanced people. I think to to wrap your, your head around it without a sense of fear, anxiety, no control, then, you know, what what is reality? I think it's a lot for people. Yeah. And I think that we've been in it so long and working on it and mm -hmm. taking this puzzle apart, okay, that we have come to a certain level of comfort yeah. to to bring this to the, the general public in the sense of, oh, we live in, well, they've heard all the big names talk about it and mm -hmm. all the scientists mm -hmm. and we know this thing and that. But for me, my approach is, is very different, is that if you want proof it exists, then I say to you, have you ever seen a ghost? Have you ever had an encounter? Have you had any weird phenomenon? I believe all of these things are just glitches in our reality. Okay. So therefore, they are also opportunities to see what's on that other side or to integrate with something beyond our reality, if you can hunt it down, if you can work with it. But... In, in a sense for, I think, the majority of people out there that are still doing crystals and tarot cards and, and astrology, <laughs> no, okay? It's just, they're just not ready for that. They'll say they are, but they're not, okay? Okay. So then if, we're, if we kind of shift the conversation to more spiritual, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. which is the purpose of your entire trip, mm -hmm. I agree some of the conversations can be very heady. And difficult to swallow and it, mm -hmm. it can take time to process all of that mm -hmm. um so you just kind of going to see what happens when you get really spiritual and go to these places or do you have any kind of feelings of of how it might change the scenario well look when when i my personal experience is if you divide it into to three food groups is your your normal self kind of like what we're talking then there's that psychic self which has this layer or added layer of awareness beyond your five senses contributing to to your inf information intake if you will mm -hmm. spiritual is a a hyper level of really moving yourself into a coexistence if you will with another dimension another reality so my thinking is if i go very deep spiritually or semi or i kind of work with that and see how i feel it, I hate I hate saying this, but it's like putting on the ring from Tolkien. You mm. know, you're you're going into this this surreal realm that is partially where you're used to, and another part is, seems to be overlaid. Now that overlay can go up in, in strength. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. That depends on on how much you go into that space. Uh, I think for some reason that when I think of spiritualness in a lot of ways i also think of it as a form of incredibly advanced technology mm -hmm. if you if you really think about it from a biological perspective if we are able to move our our consciousness or transcend it beyond our organicness that is an evolutionary massive leap for us and it is if we are in a simulated reality it is a massive technological leap to have achieved within this because I think that that being spiritual and frequency is more real, obviously more real than even our own reality. I think it's more realer to whatever's out there. And I think we refer to it as spiritual. But if you, if, if, if you think about this, and this kind of stuff I'll probably do more so on the band, but if you like this kind of stuff. But if you, if you really think about life after death, if you think that where does one exist, and we know what, what the majority of my thinking is, but for, the, for those who would move beyond that, mm -hmm. 
is that what is that place is that you know is it is it just pink balloons and you just sit there warm and fuzzy no there are clouds right there's no clouds not not in that sense but there there it, it's pure static consciousness that still has individuality on a vast level but also a collective of a uh, harmonized consciousness kind of like in your mind how you have different personalities yet you're all yeah. har harmoniously along but there's different aspects of your identities and how they think mm -hmm. kind of something like that but much grander so in 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 essence this particular area there's so many things about utah that really i find fascinating there is some kind of uh for a lack of a better word a telepathic bubble that is somewhere's kind of it's massive it's just flipping massive and i think it probably covers at least a third of the state so depending where you come into it and this is where people hear voices out there and hear music and there's just no one as far as the eye can see in any direction mm -hmm. so so there there's that unusual phenomenon and of course let's just you know skinwalker in itself but there's a lot of other strange phenomenon that happens out in that particular region mm -hmm. But it also is very spiritual. When you when you think of shamans and stuff from out there and various different uh, 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 spiritualists, okay, there's a very strong energy out there. And remember what I taught, that some of the strongest entities are found in the desert or desert-like environments mm. versus the plethora of ghosts and entities that you find on the East Coast with a lot of plants and trees, but old buildings, old structures, and high moisture and electrical storms. So... You, you you find these different levels. So the energy that I find in that area, which was very new for me, it was I only been out there the last two times. It was all kind of going to another world, taking it all in, has been a, a bit of an, a learning curve in the in the sense of just absorbing and taking it in and feeling out how that that consciousness goes. Oh, I say three times is a charm, you know. So I've been kind of pulling that in and and processing you know what what's the best way to maximize you know the experience out mm -hmm. here so i think by going spiritual more so than going in there uh, uh intellectually kind of right which i can't help but i'll do anyway but mm -hmm. but that spiritual sense leaning towards it is what scored me the, the massive uh, uh location that we we went and we're going back to okay mm -hmm. but i suspect there's going to be more locations now based on that and i've already scouted out one or two but i have to physically get out there great it becomes difficult to hold a conversation when you start to uh, it's it's very uh yes it's complicated yeah yeah well i was interested in that and why why utah and why specifically there is like you felt like the place you needed to go back to um, um, because I, I, I like a good mystery uh -huh. and that's how I got to, to, to get to the knowledge that I have was this persistence of, of if entities are real, where do they go? What are they made of? How do they hear us? How do they see us? They don't have icons. They don't have eardrums. How, how does that function? How do they really, it, this is just how my mind works, you know? And so it's the same thing. I'm, I'm, I've got this whole new toy store of an environment spiritually and psychically. Yeah. So it's kind of revving up this old, this old dragon, if you will, you know, I'm kind of getting excited again a little, you know, that don't happen very much for me and I'm getting yeah. older. I'm not a spring chicken anymore. So you've got to have something to really kind of get me intrigued. This has got me there. But Colorado, I want to go too. I don't want to, you know, but, you know, they got freaking drones flying around there and they don't know if that's really like the new term for swamp gas for UFOs and they're just trying to downplay it. Hmm. Since when do you have, you know, things the size of a, of, a, of a car that we can call drones? I mean, 
and stay up there for hours. Mm-hmm. So more likely it's something else, but gotta find out, gotta find out. Okay, so um, I think there's a connection to all of this and um, there's linkage. And look, Skinwalker, I hate talking about Skinwalker because I'm kind of just, it's just been, it's been oversaturated. But but as far as I'm concerned, it is it is indisputable. There is very much phenomenal happening there. Yeah. And the question is, is what's really going on there? You know, and so uh, I want to kind of look into that even more so. But I, I'm not as intrigued with, with Skinwalker as I am with the other location. I think there's been more phenomena at the lot, other location and a better chance of documenting stuff. Yeah. Do we have any questions? Yeah, we got uh, Josh is asking a few. He's he's asking what some what are some tells to find paranormal places that you might be looking for. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you can separate or like, well, well, I need a better understanding of that question, I guess, before I start going off on my 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 rant. How did you find those places you're really excited to go to? Well, I I knew of a number of places that that were. Um, camping areas and climbing areas for rock climbers and four by four stuff. Cause I've done, you know, the four by four stuff and everything. So, and, um, you know, I kept looking at this one area and that's the, 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 the instinct, you feel it in your chest and the question, which is the intent we call it. Obviously I don't have to think about, it. I'm looking for, for activity. I'm looking for where, where we're going to find something, the amount of time we have. Yeah. And when you get, keep getting drawn back to the same location, you feel it, you're like, I got to go there. I got to listen to this. Yeah. You know, it's that simple. Okay. So if you just simply take out a map, you look at the, the broader area and you just, you intellectually have to look at names and stuff. You have to almost say them in your head out loud or out loud. And it's almost like your, your mind is dialing into the collective, if you will. And if you open yourself to that and you just kind of feel out that need, it's no more different. I hate saying this. I'm going to answer it. <laughs> but it's like, you know, when you get a hankering for food and you know exactly what it is. I need chocolate uh, or it's pickles or it's, you know, I want fried eggs or whatever the hell it is. You know, you know, after feeling it for a while, it's the same thing. You know, this is where I got to go. And yeah. most people over logicalize that and it ends up being some other spot because they, they thought logically. You know what I'm saying? I've learned to just dismiss the that portion when I'm in that state and listen to that to that feeling of where I need to be. Which in this particular case, if I push more into spiritual, then I expect more of that information to come into me. Excellent. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Any other questions? He's also asking, uh, how can you tell the difference between an entity and our mind running wild when doing paranormal outings? Well, I think that that really comes down to cool, calm, and collective. And I've often said that you have to come up with three reasons. Your one can be the paranormal one, but we want to to see that. And you've got to fight that that need. Do you see what I'm saying? And you got to ask yourself, is there a logical, simple answer to what just happened? You know, other than the, the go-to. And you come up with the three. It's just a basic kind of approach. You know, it's not bulletproof. And you you rule which one you think is the most likely based on, on the experience, not the one that you really want. I, I'd rather rule out almost all phenomena, which I often do, because it saves me the time of chasing after something that's not what I'm interested in. 
So if I'm going to invest that kind of time and energy into something, I want to to rule out all the, the common basic stuff of what it could have been. You know, I want to make sure that I can't fit any of those to it. And then I know this is probably worth pursuing. And that's how I, again, have come up with the experiences I have. But I probably throw out probably, you know, 20 things out of 21, you know. Right, so it's like... And you guys have seen me, yeah. you know, in action. See how I, I yep. make people go back out and I'm like, yeah, you said you've seen a poll, then it wasn't there. No, no, the poll's there. You just are not looking in the right place. And then you, they go back and they're like, you were right. Now, there's no shame in coming back being wrong, okay? that That is just a credit to your credibility when you can acknowledge that, okay? So I need people that I can also trust and they're not going to run out into spacey kind of things. That's why I'm a little careful about who I go with. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of people who always want to think they're like some, they're oh, they always jump to the extreme. And, listen, uh, listen, I, I, it's always yeah. something. And, and this is where I'm like, okay, all right. You know, I try to be polite, but you know, the real thing is out there. You can either waste your time chasing BS or you can narrow it down to some really, really dialed in experiences. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to decide what we had multiple places to choose from. I chose that one because I, I decided not to go with the logical choice, the, the probable choices. I went with the, the instinctual choice and it paid off. And most times it, it does, but you can't control if you go somewhere whether phenomena is going to happen that day or not, or that yeah. moment. You you just gotta hope. So my strategy at this point, at you know, is not to just go there for that reason. My my approach is this is the, the time I got to work with. Can I dial myself up that makes phenomena want to check me out? Yeah. And that's that's really the approach I'm, I'm going to consider going at. I remember when we went to Skinwalker the first time, and there was yeah. about 20 students or so, including Eric Robinson, and you said, get super spiritual. Yep. And go in and on thought. And yep. that's that's what yep. you're saying then. That's what you're talking about now. Yep. The, the, the problem with that, it was all good, good internet, but too many people. Mm -hmm. And it was too big to manage, too many advanced people, intermediary people, mm -hmm. people who got distracted easily. So it was very hard in that sense. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not bringing anybody. Except for Eric. Uh, you know, we may have one other person to help out. I don't know yet. But I think less is best in this case. Yeah. And I think that they're going to get really good content from me. Yeah. Got any other questions, Mark? Um, no, not for now. Nothing? No questions? <laughs> no. All right. Let's see if we're burning down yet. Okay. Oh, actually, here's one. Um, have you ever captured any of these translucent beings on camera? I'm thinking no, but... No, I've never <laughs> even tried to film them. This is yeah. just something that I've recently... Because of the the one location um, that we went to out there, it's it's what's kind of gotten my, my sense up on that. I have never personally seen a translucent human in the sense that they're physical, physical, rather than seeing a ghost or an entity, it's very different looking. You can still see the silhouette of, of a ghost or an entity. You can still see that. In this particular case, as it's described to me and what I've seen from people filming it, okay, but you, you never know. I, I don't trust nothing out there anymore. You know, it's so easy to produce and people just do it for whatever. You, you've 
gotta take with a grain of, of, of sand. But if they are, the videos that I have seen, you can see their body, you know, it's just like, it's like, it's like a, a little bit brighter of an illumination where their body would be. So it fades in and then you see it only, you see it better when they move rather than stay still. So some people have got, but I also think, you know, when you see these people, they're just staring at a cloud with a camera and they're like, do you see it? Do you see it? I'm like, the hell no, I don't see it, you know, nor am I interested. I also think they should ban little dot lights too for UFOs. I mean, I don't, I could care less don't waste my time on it unless you can count the rivets in the windows in there and aliens i really don't care uh but it's it's the same thing with i have not uh filmed anything like that i've never seen it without or with a, a camera but does that mean that i i think that it's not happening what i can tell you is we were not alone at that last location and i can tell you that there's only one way that they could have been there, and that is they used some form of technology that optically could not be seen. Okay? And that I will stand by 100%. Okay? Uh, I've gone through it uh, dozens of times in my head, meticulously, of what we experienced, trying to come up with a logicalized answer. And you can tell I got the fever. You know, that's, it ain't going to come from something that I figured out. So it, it still could be something that I haven't figured out, but you know, come on, tw 12 years before that, some guy out in the middle of the woods tells us, you know, oh my God, you know, he's like, and we didn't even tell him about this. He told us and we we're like, wow, that's what we just experienced with, with this stuff. Um, and you know, he wasn't into paranormal metaphysical or any of that. He was just an avid hiker who just went way out in the middle of nowhere and plopped down and decided to stay there for, for a night. So, um, do you remember exactly what he experienced? Well, what I've been told, and this is a story told by by to me by Byron, so I can't vouch whether it's it's you know whatever, but you know super accurate. But um, basically, when he went to return the vehicle that we had rented for him, which is a little camper van thing, uh, they rent this out to rock climbers. And the rock climbers go to all these locations with him and return them. And this guy was into rock climbing too. And that's why he started that business. But that was about maybe two and a half hours, you know, in Salt Lake City versus out there. So when he went to return, he's like, oh, where'd you go? Whatever. Brian's like, oh, we went to this one place, blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, oh, I really know that really well. I used to live out in that area. And so he's, so Byron's like, yeah, we kind of had some weird experiences because he didn't want to, you know, say too much. He wanted yeah. to feel it out. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, we, we get that a lot from people up there. Everybody who lives up there has had, you know, everybody has different ideas, you know, and stuff. So he says, well, have you experienced anything? He says, well, I'll tell you, one time I was up there, I went out to the middle of nowhere. You're talking, I mean... Mm -hmm. I live in the middle of the woods. This is like really out. Like if you went out there, unless you really know what you're doing, you could you could die out there. Okay, which may happen to me. Who knows? Okay, so you know, in 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 essence, it shouldn't be really anything. I'm sure there could be stuff out there. But he he was there. It had to have been like two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. He's in his tent, pitch black. You know, pitch black. There's no lights out there. And he says he woke up to cigarette smell. Now, I used to smoke back in the day. I was very young. It's been a long time. But smoke, cigarette smoke has a very difference between fire smoke and any car smoke exhaust or any. And you know it the second you smell it. Okay. I can even probably tell you what brand it was. Okay. I'm running with Marlboro's, but we'll see. Um, and uh, that person woke up to that. And he he kind of was freaked out because he's like, that's from a, another person. Like, you just know this is from a human being. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
but could find nothing and then smelt it again out there and looked and couldn't find nothing. Do you know how disturbing that must be at 3 a.m. in the middle of the woods by yourself? No one for miles? So um, they weren't alone. Now, the, the theory that I keep kind of maybe leaning towards is that um, when Byron had asked him, what, what do you think? He says, well, you know, we the locals all have experienced different things. And they said they think that because it's so expansive and natural forest out there, that it's military people being dropped out there like SEAL teams or whatever to train, okay? And so they're staying away from the population. They're trying to stay hidden, which is what they would have to do if they were somewhere in Afghanistan from Afghan soldiers or something. So I get all that, but... They are, they've got to be training with technology that's more than just uh, the, the, the ghillie suit stuff or camels. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So, but I'm going out there with an extra special sensory. What does what 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 Skinwalker call it? Uh, biometric uh, organisms to, to test. I'm bringing my freaking dog. Me and him are like dial, like psychic, okay? Yeah. Like hardcore, okay? And uh, he's a beast. He's a beast. So hopefully nothing happens to him. But I figure between the two of us, if we start to feel or vibe out, he, we're, we're really dialed into one another. So I'm just trying to figure out how do I, you know, up the, the opportunity to, to hunt this stuff down. And, you know, I'll probably get killed potentially because I, I don't know how to not pursue something, you know. Get it on camera. Well, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to put gear on me, you know, because I'm not going to stand there and be like, ah, it's coming for me. And I got the camera in my hand, you know, screw the camera. So, but, you know, with the drones I've got will track me. Yeah. Yeah. I just put it up and you just do it on boom, 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 you know. So if I see something out there, I'm going to track that thing. So, yeah. Cool. No but I, I did follow my instincts and there's a, a spot that I, I want to go and I um, did a, see I don't want to give too much away because you know you know there's people out there just to show over every little thing I say you know but there's a, a um, there's some caves out there that um, I picked up on and I wasn't sure and I managed to find it so I'm gonna actually physically go out there when we go there and check it out and it's not even the caves I'm interested in it's what's next to the caves. My, my intuition again, my psychicness was like, you got to go in there. What's next to the caves? Well, I don't want to give everything know? away. Right. Why does it We want to know the whole way. You're we'll terrible. Wait. Just give it all away. You know, I don't know. It's, 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 there's a very strange energy there. And look, you know, when it comes to paranormal stuff, I know it all. When it comes to, to psychic stuff, I know it all. I mean, I am the expert. I, I will say, but there are phenomenons that are still interesting to me that I don't really fully have the answers on. Do you see what I'm saying? But but that's what gets me excited. Do you see what I'm saying? I want to know. And so so that's what I'm after. I don't know what what is is there and I don't know if there's anything at the moment there. What I can tell you is um if I were to put out and you got to remember I've never physically been there. This is all kind of sensory remote from a great distance. Okay. But there is a very strong portalish energy from there. And it's really got me riveted to check out. But, you know, I'll probably go there and probably be nothing. Who knows, you know? And it, you can't promise these things. I don't want to promise anybody I'm going to find it, but I'm going to promise you I'll try and I'm probably better than the average person, but we'll we'll see. All right. All right.
Well, we'll see. That'd, that'd be great. I was hoping to make a joke out of it, you know, find the cloaked person or open uh, up a portal, I, catch I, it on I don't camera. know if I'm going to find a cloaked person or not, but that would be pretty, pretty hard. I have approximately three locations in that region, that particular area, that I've decided I'm going to go to and to check it out. Now, the problem is they could be 20 miles or 10 miles apart. I'm not quite sure. I think it's just going to be a couple miles, which I'm good with. If not, I'll just have to, to drive out there and see how close I can get to it and hike it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there's potential to continue your, your quest, right? You said maybe Colorado or something. Well, I'm thinking if, if I if I go out to Utah to to whatever, I don't know how long I'll stay out there. And it's just, just how I feel. But I am also very interested in Colorado. Um, they're having uh, these drones that are doing grid work uh, in certain areas that are being spotted by the locals at night only. And they're, they're big drones. You have to mm. understand drones are not easy to keep up in the air without a lot of noise. They make no noise mm. uh, or very little at best. And they're huge. And so why would we have anything that big anyway? Who would do that? Nobody's taking claim for it. Not the FAF. AA or whatever the, the FCC nobody is so the military no so so they actually had farmers who said that they actually watched it go down and settle in the fields at night they try to get out there and by the time they get close they just go right back in the air and take off hmm. uh, but the, the inside word is these are UFOs and nobody seems to be able to get close enough to see them there's been some pictures that they're they're still at night but you can kind of make it out hmm. Um, they're staying about, I guess, 100 feet or more in the air, and it just looks like there's 20 of them at times, maybe 50 of them at times, other times only a handful. And they've been seeing them up in the four corners, you know, meaning Colorado, Utah, that's kind of area, and in a few other places. What they're doing, nobody seems to know, but it's an activity that's still happening as we speak that they've been seeing out there. So it kind of sounds like, in general, a lot of the technology is what you're interested in among well other in that things? particular case you're asking me why i would want to go there you know what i'm saying well that's why you know i just want to see if there's a connection between skinwalker and, and there but that doesn't affect me spiritually spiritually i could still be you know more useful in that state of mind than not yeah so i don't know if i'm going to make it there or not we'll see but utah for sure but it's great that you're going after what you want. Like you're actually feeling inspired to do something. And that's something we don't always see. Well, yeah. <laughs> Looks like you have another question. Yeah. Uh, there's, uh, someone's asking, can we meet up with you Eric, out there? I'm just, do you know what's funny is I was thinking about that. I honestly was. And I was like, do I really want to put that out there in the middle of who knows who's going to see it? Cause let's just face it. I, I mean, there's some pretty, you know, woo. Okay. Uh, you know, I can't handpick, uh, everybody who comes through the door. So I do have to be careful with all of that. But, you know, if you were, you know, pre-vetted or we kind of can acknowledge your, who you are and that, you know, that you would be responsible. Uh, I, I may be open to that. You know, I, I would certainly consider it. I thought about, you know, maybe doing a drop pin and then everybody just kind of gathers in this one location for the night or whatever. But I just don't want to babysit anybody or groups of people. I don't want to have to be responsible. I don't want to get burned out having to talk all night. So it's really hard when people know who I am because I'm constantly engaged. I can't walk around the corner without 20 questions. And then when they're done with me and I'm exhausted, and then I go around the other corner, people think I'm fresh to talk and I'm spent. So it's kind of a love 
hate thing. You know, I want the company. I enjoy it. I'm a social person. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it kind of comes at a cost if you're not careful. But I would be open to a gathering if people wanted to to meet up somewhere. And, you know, 10 to 1, probably when I'm out there, I'll be more excited about it than, than I am at the moment. So mm. so it's, it's probably a yes. Yeah. And uh, Tammy was just asking when you think it's happening again. I think she... Missed, yeah, I'm, I'm, the... I'm thinking around October 5th, uh, waiting for Eric to get back some dates to me, what he can work with and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's different Eric than me. Yeah. The other Eric. Nothing else here? For yeah. Me? We got about 10 minutes. But... All right. Well, we don't have to yeah, finish can... right on, on cue. Yeah, we, we can. can yeah, we can. You good? You're good? You're good? I'm good. We're good? All right. So that's it. I think we're going to call it a wrap. Thank you all for, for sitting in. And unless there's any wrap-up questions or anything, we're good. Going once, going twice. Thank you, everyone, for showing up. All Share, right. subscribe, like, and uh, thank you for being here. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. More than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions. More than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, 
consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 